Oh God, whose word burns like a fire within us, grant us a bold and faithful spirit that in your strength we may be unafraid to speak your word and to follow where you lead. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Jeremiah bitterly protests as he is made to suffer for speaking what God wants him to speak to his people. How do we handle it when life takes us beyond our comfort zones? A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. O oh Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I've become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I must cry out, I must shout violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak his name anymore in this matter or speak anymore in his name, then within me, there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In today's second reading, St. Paul teaches us that through our solidarity with the vulnerable and the needy, we are offering spiritual worship. Read from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> the Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading for the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. And Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? 
Or what will anyone give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each according to their work. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Poor St. Peter. Last week he was he was he was in the tall grass. He was in good shape. Jesus, Yeshua, changed his name from Simon to Peter the Rock. You're the rock, I'm going to build my church on you. And oh, that was just an amazing thing. And now this week, Jesus called, Yeshua calls him Satan, the one who draws us into evil. And he says to him, get behind me. You're not a rock, you're a stumbling block. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. We have to feel kind of bad for Peter, the rock, now the Satan. In his book of homilies, Father Bill Bausch, one of his books of homilies, Father Bill Bausch, talks about the crosses that you and I are called to carry. And he talked about the cross of inconvenience, the cross of witness, and the cross of martyrdom. I'd like to focus our attention on the cross of inconvenience because Quite honestly, that's the cross with which I struggle. That's the cross which trips me up. Inconvenience. You know, we live in a world, we're part of a culture. Convenience is very important to us, isn't it? Huh? We're willing to pay extra to make something convenient for us, easy for us conforming to what we want and how we want things. Father Bausch says that the gospel of Jesus is inconvenient. The gospel of Jesus is a cross that is inconvenient to carry and yet gives us life, the promise of life, hope for fullness of life. How is the gospel, living the gospel, an experience of inconvenience? My friend and classmate, Monsignor Lockard, went on sabbatical a number of years ago. And while he was on sabbatical, he wrote a book. When I was on sabbatical, I read a book. So it was similar. Uh, in his book, he talks about the gospel as the inconvenient message. And the example he cites is the example of the obligation for Sunday Mass. Some of you are old enough to remember when the church used to insist that we went to Mass on Sunday. 
under the pain of mortal serious sin. It was a serious break of our relationship with Jesus if we didn't go to Sunday Mass. But somewhere in the last 45 years, the church said, well, some people can't get to Mass on Sunday morning. They, they've got to work. So as a bow to people's work schedule, the, necess the necessity to make a living, the church reestablished the practice of Saturday evening Mass. Mass, supposedly after sundown on Saturday, that would fulfill the obligation. The church the teaching church, the law-giving church, made this concession for people who needed the time to go to work. But some of us have found that inconvenient. Our reason for not going to Sunday morning Mass, well, it, we want to get home in time to get the food ready for the, the Steeler game, or, or we have a golf outing we're going to go to, or, or whatever. What was about to the needs of people became a matter of convenience. Now, please, before you fire up your laptops, and send me a nasty email about people who go to church on Saturday night. I have no problem with that. Especially if people come and they, they really are into the celebration of word and sacrament and community. What I'm trying to say is a rule that was changed in the church to help people who were working became a way to serve convenience. Whatever it is, whatever value we have, whatever is important to us, whatever's a priority to us, becomes a reason not to share in the Sunday Eucharist. I'm wondering as I think about what we're going to do when this pandemic situation is changed, if ever, what are we going to do? The church has said we're not really obliged to go to mass on Sunday. Under pain of mortal sin, we're not obliged to go to Sunday mass. What are we going to do? Is the power of gathering to hear the word of God, the power of gathering to share the Eucharist, the power of being together as a community who care about each other, is that going to be powerful enough to bring us back together? We are called to carry the cross of inconvenience in so many different ways. Are we willing to shoulder that cross and follow Jesus into fullness of life?
Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.